Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. We want to uh, ask you to turn your Bible to Genesis chapter 18. I want to state the aim of this sermon is either to bless with encouragement or to bite with conviction. And regardless, I want to stir you to examine your own state. We want to uh, objectively, the Bible uses men not only as historical figures, they literally existed, but also as types, and we're able to trace out uh, spiritual issues. These men are very close by blood, but not by spirit. I'm talking about Abraham and Lot. Let me set the stage. One time I was visiting my uh, parents back in uh, outside of Boston, Massachusetts. President Trump said we're going to get tired of winning, but I haven't found out that to be the case. (laughs) Oh, okay. Anyway, um, uh, and I'm at the pool, and... uh, my mother had uh, been into birding, so she was a uh, birder. She had books, and uh, I knew that. And so all of a sudden, a distinctive bird landed on the fence, and it was a charcoal uh, gray bird, but it had an ebony crown. And I said to my mother, Ma, what, what, what is that bird? And she took a look. She said, oh, that's a cat bird. And then she added something that, uh, that uh, drew my attention. She said, oh, that's the bird that has no song of its own. What do you mean? And she said, well, uh, it's a bird that mimics uh, the birds around it. And it steals their song. So if it's in the north uh, hemisphere during the warm months, uh, it'll pick up the northern songbird song. And it will happily, uh, you know, sing that, parrot that song. But then when it flies down south uh, during the cold months and uh, it jettisons its songs from the north and it begins to sing songs from the south, it's the bird that has no song of its own. I want to encourage you this morning that God wants the spirit of the peace to be in us. He wants us to have our own song. And as we look at these patriarchs that are the fountainheads of two very different streams that leave a legacy in the earth. One leaves a legacy of blessing and, uh, and inheritance, everlasting reward. The other, as a carnal man, he leaves a pillar of shame, and we literally see all of his works, all of his um, uh, rewards um, go up in smoke. I believe that this man, Lot, And what happened to him served as an inspiration for 1 Corinthians. Paul writes in chapter 3, verse 15, 
If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So literally, Lot, if he is in heaven, it's because of somebody else's prayers on his behalf, and he was literally saved by the skin of his teeth. And so I want to look at Genesis 18, and I want to read a, a few verses for us. Follow with me. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plain, that's Abraham, in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes, and he looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door, and he bowed himself toward the ground. And he said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched. And wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. And after that you shall pass on. For therefore are you come to your servant. And they said, So do, as you have said. And Abraham hastened unto the tent to Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abram ran unto the herd, he fetched a calf tender, good, and he gave it to the young man, and he hastened to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed, and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said to him, Where is Sarah your wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly, this is God, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life, and lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now I want to jump over to uh, verse 16. And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abram, uh, Abraham the thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now, and I'll see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it which has come unto me. And if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from Nansha and went towards Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before uh, the Lord. Now I want to go to chapter 19. And there came two angels, so one less, two angels to Sodom at evening. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face towards the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and you shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, No. Nope. We're going to abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly. And they turned in unto him and entered into his house. And he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread. And they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round about both old and young, and all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot, and they said unto him, Where are the men which, you came, which came in unto thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. 
And Lot went out the door and said to them and shut the door after them. He said, listen, I pray you, brothers, brothers, do not so wickedly. Behold now, I have two daughters which have not known men. They're virgins. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you and do you to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they unto under my shadow of my roof. And they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came into sojourn and he will needs be a judge. Now we'll deal with him worse, uh, we'll deal with you worse than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut the door. So I want to first of all look at um, the contrast between two men and two minds. Abraham is a spiritual man that can advance with God by a spirit of faith, obedience, and uh, quick obedience and trust. He's a man that has allowed himself to be stripped from all fleshly confidence. He has come to a place where he wholly cast himself on the Lord. If this, these promises that are uh, been given to my life, if they're ever going to come to pass, um, it's going to be because um, God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by his spirit. Now, this is the mindset that literally uh, separated uh, Abraham from the world. He is first called a Hebrew in the scripture. He's the one, the name Hebrew is the one that lives on the other side. Literally, um, he is somebody that is consecrated. He's separated from the world. Uh, There is a distinction between him. There is a boundary between him. uh, And he lives on the other side, literally, of the river. So here's a man that has been able to separate himself from literally his old man. Uh, His old um, instincts, um, he separated himself from Egypt, we know that. He also has kept himself clear from Sodom. He's a man that has an altar. He's a man that has judged himself because he has circumcised his flesh and he has uh, seen to it that all those under him, under his authority in his house, they also have uh, been circumcised. So this is a man that is willing to push aside self-love and he's willing to embrace as the the lead in his life, Christ's cross, as it were, and lordship. He's a man that has an eye towards eternity. The Bible tells us this tidbit, that he is a man that seeks a city, uh, not of this earth, uh, but whose builder and maker is God. He's a man that's looking for something beyond this world, uh, and he's living for eternity rather than just simply this world. Lot, on the other hand, is outwardly righteous, and he's a man that, uh, that has some semblance of outward, albeit brittle, righteousness, but he has not circumcised his flesh. He has not uh, uh, maintained any kind of an altar. We don't find him building an altar. And he's a man uh, that is walking uh, with uh, sinners. He's a man that has uh, eventually, and through the steps of compromise, he's separated from uh, Abraham. We find he pitched his tent towards Sodom. 
Then he is in Sodom. He's now sitting in the gate. He's quite comfortable now. He's taken a place of authority. Uh, the, those, the elders that sat in the gate, they were the uh, judges, literally, uh, of the public matters. And, and so now this is a man that's seated here. And, uh, and um, as we look at his story, at one time he was able to walk uh, with his uh, with his uncle, but really uh, Abraham, in a sense, was his father. Lot's uh, father had died, who was Abraham's brother. Abraham took Lot under his care. So in a sense, um, uh, he was, as it were, a son. And, uh, and what happened now is that uh, there was a strife that happened, and they separated, um, and this man now defaults when there's a separation between him and the spiritual man. He now defaults um, to sight or appearances, Genesis 13, verse 10. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you come out, uh, as you come out unto Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, And Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves one from the other. Abraham dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain. He pitched his tent toward Sodom, but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And so we can mark this man by degrees. First, he has a falling out with a spiritual man over prosperity. Just note that. Then he pitches his tent. You know, then he's given a choice. Uh, the spiritual man says, uh, you, you know what? You go ahead. You choose first. And the spiritual man doesn't have to defend all of his rights. Uh, in fact, many times a spiritual man will yield and uh, allow uh, the carnal man to choose. So he lifts his eyes up. Ah, this is, um, uh, this is what I've been waiting for. Uh, this land over here. Uh, it's like uh, Eden. It's well watered. It's, a, it's, it's like the land of Egypt. He had had a uh, trip down into Egypt uh, at one time with uh, Abraham, and uh, he remembered um, uh, towards the river Nile. And so he says, you know what? I'm going there. Then later on, as the uh, pages of Bible we turn, we find him tragically. He's in Sodom. And then even more tragically, uh, much of Sodom got into him and I hope you're listening now. And uh, even worse is that it got lots into, uh, got very much into uh, his wife and children. By the way, that's where our best or our bitterest fruits are going to um, uh, uh, work themselves out. Hear, hear me, old man, this morning. You have the potential to bless thousands of your offspring or to curse three or four of the next generations. So let's contrast the places where they're both staying. Bible tells us that Abraham is staying in a place called Mamre. Bible names are insights into spirits or insights into truths. And the name Mamre uh, literally means strength. Um, He's staying in a place of strength, and it also has a connotation of vision. So his tent... uh, uh, that he's pitched in that place, he, uh, it, uh, it uh, represents a pilgrimage. He's, he's not in a permanent dwelling, 
Uh, he has a, uh, a pilgrim's mindset. This world's not my home. I'm passing through, as we sing in the old song. Uh, and he separated himself uh, uh, from the world. He's at rest in his tent when the three visitors come and find him. Lot, on the other hand, uh, when the angels come, he's seated in the gate of Sodom. This is the place of authority. And so we could make the point that he's seeking to sit in judgment on the world. And, uh, and uh, he's trying to do this on Abraham's side. He's judged himself. And uh, we see that clearly. But on Lot's side, he has never judged himself. And may I tell you something, sir? If you haven't judged yourself, you'll never rule over the world. You're not going to have dominion over the world ever unless you judge first your own flesh. Let's contrast the two visits. The heavenly visitors come to Abraham in the middle, high noon of the day. And this is the brightest time. This is the time the sun is directly overhead. There's no shadows, as it were. Three persons come to visit him. He has a revelation of God. This is the person of God in a theophany before Christ, uh, before physically uh, Jesus came. And uh, it could be a Christ, uh, Christophany of, of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and also, he has revelation not only of God, but also from God. While this visitation takes place, um, he's having communion with God. He's having close fellowship with God. Uh, and he's able to discover new things about God. He's able also to discover new things about himself. Uh, it, God gives him a revelation of fruitfulness. Lot, on the other hand, has only two visitors. So there's a diminished visitation. And his visit comes at dusk. This is a time of declining light. So Abraham is given this revelation so he can uh, play the role of a high priest, that he can intercede uh, and that he can save other people, that that he could have uh, an impact of deliverance. Lot is given this revelation only to be delivered himself. And at that, he had to be forced out. So here's a man, Lot, that imagines that I'm able to handle it. I'm able to... Uh, you know what, Um, I'm able to improve the world by my presence um, and uh, having a chance to uh, intermingle with these people. I'm going to to lift them up. I'm going to be such an impact upon them. I'm going to lift them up. I'm going to improve their situation. And he feels like um, I can handle this. On the other hand, Abraham's testimony says, no, Uh, we're not going to improve the world. Uh, uh, There's a better world to come. And as a consequence, I'm separating myself from the sinfulness of the world uh, because I want to be ready for God. At one time, Lot could move forward with Abraham. He was uh, his nephew that came along out of the land uh, of uh, Ur of the Chaldeans. And as he, long as he was in the presence and fellowship with Abraham, he could uh, derive the many benefits that come uh, from being blessed of the Lord. In this state, uh, uh, the Bible tells us that just like Abraham's herds and cattle and, uh, and wealth uh, was multiplied, so was his. And in fact, uh, this, is the, uh, this is the statement I want to make, carnal 
Christians, if you will, they can hang with you if you're a spiritual man. They can hang with us in our churches and, and uh, up to a point in discipleship. Uh, but there will come a point um, if there's carnality in your heart, uh, uh, though you gain the benefits of blessing and fellowship and the presence of God. You've been able to uh, hang on to the coattails uh, of uh, Uncle Abraham. Uh, but at the point of prosperity, uh, that's where strife always uh, will come. That causes a split, friction between brethren. Sad but true. When we're needy, don't we, don't we walk very humbly? Some of us were, you know, most of us were sewer rats. You know, some of you had cosmetics on. Maybe some of the males, males had cosmetics on too. hand of grace was extended to us. Uh, Many of us, uh, so messed up, uh, had no prospect, no future, uh, you know, drugs, uh, foolishness, but then uh, the grace of God reached our lives through somebody that had a burden for souls and was able to help us to Christ, uh, help us, um, and uh, the uh, side benefits, the residual benefits uh, flowed to our life. And then, uh, you know, that person that did that, uh, they were probably esteemed as a hero. That person that helped me, that person that led me to the Lord, that pastor that uh, helped birth me into the kingdom of God and nurtured my early um, uh, faith, and they're my hero. You know, I was thinking about Pastor Mitchell last night and, and uh, just as he ministered uh, on, um, on the word of God, that's my pastor. I, I had a flashback when he was, uh, uh, was preaching. No, that wasn't an LSD flashback. <laughs> no, that was a spiritual flashback. I can so remember him uh, uh, with his little Bible, small print Bible, and having that Bible, and uh, so many times referencing the Word of God, preaching from the Word of God, and as a 19-year-old person out of sin, all kinds of sin, uh, I remember one of the things that, uh, that, uh, that was impressed upon my heart, I want to be like that man, I want to have uh, and I, I want to have a, an ability to quote scriptures. Um, I want to know where scriptures are. I want to be able to help others from the word of God. And many, many, many times my memory of going to him would be, what does the word of God say? You ask at this big council, I need two hours of counsel, Pastor Mitchell. And he would in 30 seconds, uh, he would say, what does the word of God say? And you go, um, <laughs> says a lot. And he might say, well, look up James chapter 2 and then come back and let me know what God spoke to you. You're all, you want two hours of counsel? No, uh, your, your problem's not that big. And so, uh, and so anyway, the point is, uh, is that uh, we get saved. We have uh, the utmost um, uh, respect and love and appreciation. Uh, 
But then we get some years under our belt and we're doing okay now. Maybe we've got a business going. Maybe we've even been successful in the, uh, in the ministry. And trust me, uh, uh, it's the herdsmen of Abraham, the herdsmen of Lot, and it's the, um, uh, it's the proxies, so to speak, uh, downstream. Uh, and they begin to collide. The disciples of Abraham, the disciples of Lot begin to collide. But it's over the point of prosperity. And so this is what causes them the breach and the separation. And you know what? How sad because we have seen this over the years. This is human nature. It's going to happen again. And you know what? I want to say to somebody that's carnal, you've reaped the blessing. And now all of a sudden you're somebody, you're a legend in your own mind. The rest of us don't know that, but you know that about yourself. I want to tell you there's something in life called unintended consequences. And uh, Lot, when he had the opportunity, he cast his, uh, his eyes towards Sodom. If you were to ask him, hey, Lot, you're going in the wrong direction, pal. And the Bible makes this powerful statement that, you know what, it's well watered. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good, what's the, what's the issue? My cattle. What are you looking for? A good place to uh, raise cattle. You know, your better question should have been, is this a good place to raise children? Because it goes from towards and in, and then sadly, uh, Sodom is in them. You know what? Um, A great test of your life in discipleship as years go by uh, is is the uh, test of prosperity. You know, in some regards, it's true. Prosperity is harder to survive than poverty. Think about it. When you're, when you're not, you know, everything's not going your way, uh, you're open to counsel. You're open to encouragement. You certainly want to involve people in your life to help you. That's a, but you know what? When you think you've got it together, here's King Uzziah in the Old Testament. When, when he was humble, the Bible said, he was marvelously helped until he got strong. But then he forgot. He forgot where he came from. He forgot who was uh, responsible for helping him. He became a legend in his own mind. He tried to uh, storm his way into the uh, place of the priest. And the priest said, no, that's not for you. That's not, you know, you're the king, but there's boundaries in the, in the, in the, in the hierarchy of God. And there's, there's, there's fitting uh, uh, places for everybody. Uh, and you try to overstep your bounds. It's not going to end well, Mr. Mr. Pride. And uh, he said, I don't listen to you. I'm taking what I want. He tries to seize the, the ministry of the priesthood, and bam, leprosy came and smote him right on the forehead and the place of pride. Doesn't end well. Let's look at the reception of the guests, because no, both men have a desire for communion, we could say. Abraham, the spiritual man, fellowship is immediately granted, and they don't have to argue with him or he doesn't have to beg or twist the arm, nothing. He says, you know what, please, let me uh, entertain you. Let me provide some uh, refreshment. Um, and uh, it's instantly granted, do, do according to what you've said. And, uh, and uh, they're at leisure. Uh, they're relaxed in his presence. Um, their communion is undisturbed. Uh, and the fellowship is easily obtained. That's what a spiritual man has. He has ready access, easily obtained fellowship, 
and it's not disturbed. Lot, on the other hand, at first, he's denied. Nope, we're staying out in the street. And he has to make strong entreaties. He's literally pleading with them and much importunity, as it were. Uh, and finally, after much effort, he obtains uh, their, their willingness. And, and so now he's got them in his house. And, uh, and you know what? Puts before them. They're having some fellowship, uh, only to immediately have that marred uh, by the intrusion of uh, people outside. Uh, and uh, so he's he, with much struggle, he has succeeded in finally getting uh, the heavenly visitors inside. So we could say communion uh, in a time of prayer, so to speak. He had to use much uh, uh, importunity. He finally gets him inside, but only quickly to have that uh, uh, in, uh, upset. Uh, because the outside world uh, begins to try to intrude. There's a very, very important lesson for us. There's a place in our walk with God, if we've set things right with God, uh, where your relationship can be with God like Abraham's. It can be a peaceful, friendly The Bible talks about he wants to sup with us. He said, I want to come in and I want to sup with you and, and have you sup with me. And in such an atmosphere... Abraham is able to gain words. In other words, revelation. He's able to have direction. He's able to be recharged in his vision and and the purposes of God for his life. You know what? We all love to have a guest evangelist that have the the ministry of the word. I got a word for you. (gasps) Died and went to heaven. You, you, You won the lottery. We love to get words. And, I, you know, I, I've had many words over the years and appreciate everybody that has um, uh, been moved by God. But I want to tell you something. Uh, the best words I've ever got from God have been words of rhema when I've been in a time of fellowship with the Spirit of God. Some of the sweetest times and the most precious times and most meaningful to me have been when I've been in fellowship with God in prayer reading his word when the living rhema gives me a word. Amen. So, Lot, on the other hand, uh, he's, he's saying, you know what, I can handle this. I can be close to the world and still maintain. I can still juggle these things. And, and, uh, but actually what happens is very different. You know what? After much struggle, he finally gets, he gets a breakthrough. Finally, uh, uh, he starts to have... Uh, some communion with the presence of God, so to speak. And, but then there's voices, there's noise, there's demands uh, and uh, defilement. Uh, with Abraham, there were no rude, uh, you know, uh, uh, invasion from the outside. In Lot's case, uh, the shouts of Sodom uh, are all around his door. He has to go out. He has to shut the door. His fellowship, his communion is broken with God. And uh, and so this, of course, um, is a representative of what happens in people's lives all the time. If you're too close to the world, if you've tried to um, uh, come to a compromising uh, or, 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 you know, a peace with the world um, and try to be, uh, serve God, what you have then is now you're trying to serve two masters uh, and you're trying to serve God and the world. But guess what? Both will not be happy. God's not happy with only a part of you. And the world 
wants to absolutely stake its claim in you that, hey, not so fast that you think you're going to just pray your way out of this. Not so fast that you're going to, you know, get back in the, uh, in the uh, presence of God. And so we could, uh, we could say, you know what, um, uh, whether this is prayer, Bible, worship, going to church, um, uh, if you've got this door open to worldliness and carnality, uh, then I'm telling you, it's like a pipe that will just pump into you uh, distraction and, uh, and diversion. Uh, you're trying to read your Bible, but you're constantly distracted. You're trying to read your Bible, but you know what? You've, you've, had, you've had the habit. You're tethered like a ball and chain, and so you can't read the Bible, you know, 15 minutes straight. You have to the voices, the sirens of Sodom, the, the noise, and, 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 and whoa, whoa, what's that say? And so let me tell you something. If you just tried to read the Bible or pray for two minutes, and then all of a sudden uh, you're hooked over and you're, you have to see what the, uh, the, uh, the phone is saying, uh, you know what? You just broke communion with God. There's a plague on the earth. There's a plague in the church. Spirit of compromise, always. I, I, I never intended to lose my family in Sodom. I just, I, you, know, I, you know, it just looked like it was a good idea. To, you know, it looked like it was a, uh, a good decision for my business. You know, I, I never meant to, to, to have my wife turn into a pillar of salt. No, that, 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 wasn't on his, that wasn't on his agenda the day that he made that faithful gaze towards Sodom. I want to tell you something. Uh, we know that illustration of being frogged to death, you know, when it's by degrees. Some of you are really at the point where you're almost hard-boiled. I told you, my sermon will either bless you or bite you. <laughs> Preachers. Uh, you know, what is this? Some, sometimes I've had evangelists come in and uh, they're like, uh, pop goes the weasel. Two minutes praying, and then I don't hear their voice. And I'm not trying to be eavesdropping. Usually I pray with my face towards a corner, and uh, I don't, I'm not snooping around everybody's business, but if I have an evangelist and he prays like a Catholic uh, uh, in, uh, in the seminary uh, or cemetery, I want to know what's going on. So I, you know, after two days, I buttonhole this guy. I said, what are you doing? I hear you pray for two minutes, and then you're, I thought the rapture happened, but then I thought, it's you, so it couldn't have been the rapture. <laughs> oh, 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 you know, I got a text. I got a text from, uh, you know, uh, let me guess. Is it a sister? Yeah. I notice you never run out of prayer meeting for a guy. Oh, oh she needs me, Pastor. She, she needs me. I bet she does. I said, but let me ask you something. Who's more important? Isn't prayer supposed to be your time for God? And you know what? Let me throw a hand grenade right now because now I'm getting signals. <laughs> I'm getting signals. I'm getting signals. And, and you know what? <laughs> you're in church and you're a disciple and you're texting during church? What is wrong with you? You're a lot. You're a lot like lot. What is that? My, in my book, that's very disrespectful. Who, who's, whose time is church? And you know what? 
if we've had such defilement in our minds and our spirits that it doesn't even cause a twinge of any, you know, pastor, they're old guys, they rant and rave, you know what, uh, uh, you know, they're not cool and hip like us. Well, you know what, the old guys, have they've lasted quite a long time. They've made it, you know. And, and you, on the other hand, uh, uh, it's questionable if you're going to make it to uh, uh, 2020. Because one compromise always goes to another compromise, always goes to another. And then pretty soon, man, alive, man, you're watching uh, uh, the sports game while the sac- sacred words of God are being preached. And, and I don't get nothing out of church. It's just not like it used to be. I don't get nothing out. It's like... I get, I, I, you know, I need to go find a seeker-sensitive church that serves me, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, quads and, uh, and uh, lattes 180 degrees with three pumps of vanilla. You need three punches on the side of your head. Somebody ought to smite you in righteousness. Amen. Anyway, I must move quickly on. Hallelujah. Get the point? Much struggle with Lot. He's, you know what? I, I, something in me, I know I should respond to these guys. You know, but so interesting because in Abraham's situation, when he spotted those visitors, he immediately knew and he ran. To him, it's precious. To him, it's, a, it's sacred. To him, it's a, it's, a, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to have heavenly visitation in my life that God would uh, uh, condescend to come to me, a mere mortal. Uh, you know what? Um, I want to set before him the best. Uh, I want to get the fatted calf. There's going to be some bloodshed for this. Uh, and, uh, and fine meal, not just simply uh, uh, unleavened bread. Uh, you know, unleavened bread, that's the diet that uh, Lot served. That's stale. That doesn't have any pizzazz. You know what? Uh, he's setting before uh, God and the two angels the best he's got. Why? Because I want you to stay. I want you to be honored. I want you, the presence of God. I value that. It's precious to me. Uh, please don't leave me so quick, man. I need some reinforcements. The other guy, you know what he does? He's sitting, he's seated in the gate and all he does is he, all he does is he rises up. He doesn't run to him. Hey, you know what? Let me, uh, let me get you guys. There's some, some flicker of some revelation that, you know what? I, I, I remember I used to have fellowship with, you know what? I, I want you to come in my house. But they say, no, we don't want to. We'd rather stay out in the streets than be in your house. Pastor, I just can't seem to get in the presence of God anymore. Well, why don't you unhook Netflix? You know, you get a carnal appetite for junk food, and then it's not so easy to pray through and get the presence of God. You don't have much cathud in your prayers. You don't have much conviction in your prayers. Besides, they're probably half-baked anyway. Well, you know, if I don't get the presence of God, I'll just plug in and get my fix. Carnality. Sad. So here we have... The difference in the meal, Abraham, he kills a calf. Life is poured out. Fine meal is added. Lot, unleavened bread, tasteless. Uh, 
it's an acceptable meal, but it's not, there's nothing special. So that we need to check our, ourselves out in this matter. And uh, is our, uh, in our reception of God's presence, um, what kind of response, what kind of preparation do you have? Are you just simply, um, you know what, you roll out of bed, you skip Sunday school, Oh, you know, I used to, like, I really used to be on, you know, when I thought I was called. But now I know uh, my carnality helps me to know I'm, not, I'm never going to be called. If I'm not called, why would I want to go to Sunday school? Like, I'm, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kissing up to the pastor. You might want to go to Sunday school because you might learn something that saves your soul. Last I checked, you know what? Sunday school is, is, is to help us in our spiritual life, our families, our children. It'd be nice if your kids got a good example. Is that crickets I hear? <laughs> the point is, is when you're in a lot-like state, you, get, you don't have traction for breakthroughs. And all this stuff uh, uh, has easily, you're distracted from things. Now, suddenly, anything is good enough to keep you away from church. Uh, you know, I, I remember this person that I know uh, in the Tempe, uh, they had a flood that wiped out a bridge. And this person literally walked. This is the days when they first saved, first appreciate the things of God. They literally forded the stream and they walked miles of a detour and walked to church so that they could be to church every time the doors open. But now, you know, we've matured now or matured. (laughs) And so now, you know what, uh, uh, it must not be God's will because there's a drop of rain and uh, can't go to, you know, God doesn't want me getting sick. How about your worship? How about your praise? You know, this is a, this is a good point. Um, God is, is, you know, are we offering the uh, unleavened bread? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. La, uh, la, 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 Honda. La, 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 Honda. La, 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 Honda. What are you doing? You're weird. You don't have, you don't have, you don't have any connection. You know, God knows if there's such things. My wife will tell you, she knows if I'm just doing that old trick. I learned from my dad. My dad come home, you know, one of nine kids, you know, and so there's a lot of distractions and stress, whatever. And he would used to build the wall, the Berlin wall of the newspaper. And she would, you know, lonely housewife, she's talking and talking and talking and talking, and he's going, yep. Mm-hmm. Are you listening to me, Phil? Mm-hmm. Yep. So men have these, have these automatic pilot buttons. We know when to say, hmm. We know to say, yes. We say, oh, that's too bad. But you know what? You know what? <laughs> Why all the wives? Oh, you're busted. You're busted. God knows. What are you, you know, what are you offering? Leftovers from yesterday and is there any, any place in your praise this morning, tomorrow at church, that's fresh? You know, the book of Psalms, 150 chapters, the longest book in the Bible, uh, and it's full of praise, 
David, who writes many of them, he touches every note, every scale, uh, all kinds of different expressions. Um, You know what? God wants you to learn, expand your uh, vocabulary. A lot of times I'll just take, you know, a little kindling from the Psalms and I start my uh, worship and praise uh, and I'll use the Psalm to kind of rift off and uh, and then I'll, you know what, um, I'll I'll, I'll use that for kindling and then I'll go off and, and I praise God. You know, for his creation, I praise God. Uh, you know, and, and I'm not being religious on you, but you know what? The truth of the matter is, sometimes I, I make a joke. It's just a joke. But somebody will pray, rub-a-dub-dub, bless this grub. And the, and the Kirby vacuum cleaner, like Bill Clinton's nose. And they... But honestly, my joke is... Did, my joke is, did you pray that in faith? Because the truth, just be, you know, you know, a little particular, but the truth is, is that by faith, those things are sanctified. Uh, the food is sanctified by faith. And so I get it. You know what? We do anything we do over and over again. But you know what? It must be boring to God to get the same old stale stuff all the time. It's like, you're really excited about me. Oh, you're really going to, I really love you, Jesus. I want to spend eternity with you, Lord Jesus. <gasps> and then you go, and, and, you, and not only do you, not only are you carnal, but then because carnal people like to make other people carnal, and then, then you go and affect, you, you go and stop five other people from praying uh, so that you can pass on the latest gossip that's just happened. Do you see your condition? You're in danger. So let's focus now on their families as I close this. You know, every sane person in this room, you would absolutely want your family to be saved. God questions Abraham. He said, where's your wife? Abraham immediately responds, she's in the tent. She's in the tent. She's safe. She's secure. She's not in risk of being defiled. I'm not allowing uh, evil defilements of the world to get at her. Whereas lots of women, on the other hand, they're in jeopardy. You know what? Um, Not only are they in jeopardy by having to live there in the first place, uh, but now Lot, uh, uh, in his dilemma, because this is what will always happen to carnal people, now he's in a dilemma. Because two angels have come, and so, and so these filthy perverts have come banging on the door. Let me tell you something. We're not, uh, you know, as it was in the days of uh, Lot. The spirit of Antichrist is aggressive. You start to parlay. You start to compromise with the world. And, and I'm going to tell you something. The world is not going to leave you alone. And the world is not going to, uh, you know, just be pushed away. Oh, you know, I'm done with that. I'm cutting the cord. I'm, I'm going to consecrate myself to prayer and fasting. Now, chances are you can't fast anymore. If you had the diet of porn... If you've had a diet of carnality, you've had the diet of, uh, of watching things that you have no business uh, opening in the ear, eye gate, the ear gate, uh, and now all of a sudden uh, you're going to go from zero to 100 miles an hour of consecration, and you know what? Um, uh, that's, uh, that's um, about the end of the story. I've... We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vbph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? 
please visit our website at vvph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people. Thank you.